And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett. Uh, today on the show, she's your Shout Out Listeners Awards Hero of the Year for 2023. Yes, we'll be speaking to Ada HD, who's most well known for Drag Queen Story Hour. Uh, and Trans Visibility. Kaz talks about their thoughts and feelings of trans visibility. Uh, all today, right here on Shout Out. This time, yes. For the singing. To I normally go far too low. <laughs> well, as we come on air, if you're listening live, uh, World Athletics bans transgender women from competing in female world ranking events. We just heard that on the, yeah, um, on, um, Sky on the hour news on, yeah. on the stations we broadcast. Anyway, on, yes. we'd normally say hello first. So hello, we Terry. would say hello. Uh, hello, Ed. Hello, hello, good evening. So I think but Steph yes. was quite riled by that. Well, breaking news. Well, I don't, yes. don't blame um, you. I think it's horrible. Understandably, yeah. Uh, because the one that's really annoying me as well is what uh, Uganda have just made it basically illegal to even say you're gay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, any any LGBTQIA. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and they sung and cheered and thought it was really good. I'm just finding this world um, very confusing. Every day it feels more and more confusing. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I was saying to Terry that uh, I, I just um, personally have some peaky glasses on mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I can't actually watch the news anymore. I like to. Do you know we don't? Not no, as much I, as we I used to. I need a basic understanding. But to be honest. Um, I mean, I work in in the field of mental health, and um, I'm very aware of um, you know my levels of vulnerability and my mental fragility. And for me, it's just ov- really overwhelming. So, um, if if there are any listeners out there that struggle, that's okay. Go put Big Bang on the side. Big Bang Theory. You're watching the Big Bang Theory. I am. Yeah. There is some very good advice out there from uh, LGBT plus organisations like LGBT Hero. Yeah. Uh, based in London, but they you know they have a really great resource website about taking care of yourself in mental mm. health yeah. and it isn't good for you to read news all the time we no, know this no. psychologists will tell you it's perfectly normal to be depressed by the news because bad news sells you know, yeah. newspaper, newspapers have existed for 350 years we know oh, I don't that read bad, newspapers but, well yeah but, I mean to. I'm talking about the history of the of the medium and now of course we have rolling news channels mm. yeah. rolling internet doom swiping they call it because yeah. all of your old algorithms will bring up bad news and things that will rile you mm. so it's very important to get perspective mm. when when looking at the news so going and like, watching the big bang theory is actually quite good absolutely quite good i mean i feel like i learn a lot yeah. Yeah. or doctor who or something, I mean, yeah. something i'm, I'm nice. sure i've heard ezra with that whip app in the background oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was my vocal cord my go-to relaxation <laughs> is uh, old jazeera cnn bbc world yeah you're also a real twitterer as in you know you, you but oh I, god has twitter got vile recently yeah it though. has yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is i can i seem to be able to disassociate yes i feel the pain and that but i need to know 
about what's going on in the world, but I still feel yeah, as I though I can find the beautiful on I, the planet. I can still look at a tree and see the leaves blowing in the wind and think how beautiful is that? It's good to be alive, despite the fact there's some nasty people out there. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't think there was a point. There was a point where if you continuously watch the news, it can start to get to. No, you. I also watch Big Bang Theory and Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, yes, Formula One is your thing, isn't it? And there's been Formula One recently. Was it last weekend? It was. Yeah, yeah. I do love Formula One. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, am, am I correct in saying it started Ramadan today? Was it yesterday? It was uh, last night, I believe. Oh. Was yes. the mm. full moon was sighted over Mecca? So um, Ramadan Mubarak to all that our was, Muslim listeners. That was the phrase I was looking for. Yes. Um, I couldn't remember what it was. I knew it was Ramadan. Absolutely, something, but it so. is. Yeah. So uh, of course we're next to Bristol Central Mosque yeah. in our studio. Yeah. So it's can very you, very can busy. You, can you also just say Happy Ramadan? Is that, is uh, that so usually the, the greetings are uh, Ramadan Mubarak or Ramadan Kareem oh, well, are the okay. two things you do you know what they mean say. I believe that Ramadan Kareem means a blessed Ramadan somebody might put me right on that and uh, Mubarak means a joyful Ramadan something oh, like okay. that oh, in nice. Arabic so those are the greetings you normally use and of course there are some great LGBT plus Muslim groups out yes. there uh, mm. Hidaya the yes. Safra Project and so on yeah, yeah many out there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, yes, um, yeah, Ramadan Mubarak. M- Mubarak. There you go. Absolutely. I'm trying. You got it. You're I'm trying. <laughs> so, I've got several friends that are doing it. So, you know, it's it's, it's good to try and yes, of course, fa- fasting before sunset and yeah. uh, so, sorry, sunrise and sunset. Yes. I know, having spoken to a few of them, it's nicer when it's this time of the year because you, you don't eat during the sun That's sunlight right. hours, do you? And when when Ramadan falls in the middle of summer, when it doesn't get dark till half. That's right. 11, in northern they get, countries, they get, they get yes. very hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. So, if it's yeah. in the winter, they, they tend to prefer it. So yes. and and, we, and of course oh we should also mention um, uh, this weekend the clocks go forward they as do well. indeed so yes. um, especially if you're listening on the podcast this is the one that catches everybody out and they always end up being late for work <laughs> on the Monday by an hour because they don't realise that the clocks went forward More that's a really one, good um, excuse thank you <laughs> <laughs> you know what honestly I've heard radio stations fall into complete disrepair over the, <laughs> the, the because people are coming to the studio at the yeah. wrong time getting yeah. wrong community radio stations. <laughs> yes. So I mean, so you lose an hour's sleep, um, but you do gain those lovely evening hours, which is great. So um, officially, yeah. I believe it's two a.m. Sunday, Sunday morning. That the yeah, I think one a.m. It, it, it becomes two o'clock. Two o'clock yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, most people have got like smart. Yeah, I was smart about to say I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually have an excuse because my phone and watch to it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Do you know in my clubbing days, they never extended the opening hours an no. hour. No, they, they do said now, sorry, I think. but the club doesn't put its hour on until we're closed. Yeah, no, I think that was why it used to be at two o'clock because uh, that used to be legal drinking, didn't it? Two o'clock. Mm. Yeah. So if two o'clock in in the winter, two o'clock would become one o'clock, and you'd be like, "Oh, we get an extra hour." And they'd be like, "No, no, you're still closing." Yeah. I used to go to a lot of clubs that didn't close until four. And what was weird when I used but to they, go up they to used to they used to have to stop drinking, serving it too. Steph didn't, didn't drink, which I think's the weirdest. Well, thing I used I've to ever try because I used to go up to the Way Out Club in the East End of London. So there'd be yeah. four of us. So I'd always do the driving because I didn't really drink. And we come out of that club at two o'clock. And then there's other clubs in the area that didn't open until two o'clock. Yep. Mm. So they continue yeah. until breakfast. Yes, mm. I can remember actually there was a very famous club in Brixton called The Fridge um, oh, yes. that I, I used to go to when I was like 19 or so um, and it had um, it had a night called Love Muscle uh, that was yes. literally what, what you would think it was it was all 
Skanski Clad Gegar is always very, very fit. Buff, buff Gegar, wasn't it? The, yeah. the club would st- finish drinks at 2am because back then that was legal drinking mm. and then you finish at 4am and then the bar next door would open and at 6am it started serving breakfast so yeah, yeah. and it was 10am you come home mm. and then being a student you get up and go to uni the next day I always remember thinking so it was if amazing you, if you're a student please don't do that because it's really bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there were like coffee shops in, in London that are open pretty much all night as yeah. well yeah. so that you yeah. can I was busy. quite amazed because this would be back in the early 90s when I first went up to London and stayed out late night and I was amazed the buses were running there was more there was just the same number of buses on the streets that there was in the day McDonald's there was queues outside of all the McDonald's at four in the morning I remember here in Bristol as well um, all the clubs would kick out between two and four um, and you had the taxi rank in the centre it's where the buses are now Mm. Um, and there would just be this queue because yeah. everyone kicked out all at the same time so there'd yeah. be a thousand people yeah. all needing taxis so the taxis just had a field day just picking these people up and taking yeah. them oh, home what great business for them yeah. remember those queues anyway <laughs> um, we'll be back in a minute um, when Kaz is going to tell us a little bit more of her thoughts on um, Trans Day of Visibility yeah so stay with us you listen shout out the Shout Out Podcast hi there my name is Kaz Self I use she her pronouns and I'm Vice Chair of Trans Pride South West what does Trans Day of Visibility mean to me? Well, I remember when I was thinking of transitioning, how I could see other trans people being visible, that it might just be okay to be trans. It was that visibility which helped me to think about my own gender identity, to come to terms with the person I really was, and ultimately to become my authentic self. So I think it's really important we have days like Trans Day of Visibility, or TDOV, so that people who are wondering about their own gender identity can see other people, see how they are navigating their lives, see how they're getting on, and understand that, yeah, it's perfectly okay to be trans. But visibility is also important because there's still lots of people who don't understand trans people. So by putting ourselves out there, we increase the exposure of society to trans and non-binary people, people who would perhaps never or not have seen us before. And then, of course, there's the fact that trans people very rarely feature in a positive way in our media, whether it be the printed media or broadcast media. So Trans Day of Visibility is a day when we can just put out positive messaging about our lives, so that people know that in reality, all we want to do is just get on with life, be happy with who we are, to have a roof over our heads, to study, to have a job, and just to be part of society. You know, as somebody who transitioned nearly five years ago, I do find Trans Day visibility some visibility somewhat odd these days. Because for me, every single day is a day of visibility. In my life, I just do all the things that everybody else does. I go to work, take the dog for a walk, go shopping, go on holiday, go out with my wife. The truth is that despite all the scaremongering that we see and hear, for the most part, trans people are really accepted by society. And I find myself that I really don't have any problems with other people. But if you listen to the media and some politicians, you'd think that I'm a safeguarding issue, a threat to women and children. All those tropes that were used in the past against other minorities, against gay people for example, and they're just not true. But they sometimes have an impact on me for sure. I often wonder about the views of people I'm talking to. Or as I pass by somebody, I wonder what they think about trans people. But do you know what? I do a lot of political campaigning. I must have spoken to about a thousand people on the doorstep and I've only ever had one person talk to me about trans issues. 
And I had a perfectly reasonable conversation with them. And then when you look at the many, many individuals who ran a guy, the number of people that turned up, it does show that we're not alone. I believe that most people are kind, accepting, prepared to open their arms and accept us who we are. I just wanted to finish with a personal story. Just recently I met somebody who transitioned at a very young age and I was able to have a conversation with them. I heard how they were bullied at school, were beaten up, had to find a new school, had to navigate the NHS to get gender-affirming care as a young person and did all that with a supporting family. That person is now 20 years of age, happy with their life, about to go to university and study fashion. And she said to me, I can't imagine being anybody else. For me, when I said it was tran- I was trans, it was like a fog lifting. And I understood exactly what she meant. I came out late in life as trans. But it's those kind of stories that make me want to put my head above the parapet so we can say to all trans people, you're worthy, you're loved, you're valid, and your visibility, your voice, is your strength. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That's uh, Kings and Queens by um, Avamax. And to answer your question, stuff that came out in 2020. So it's about three years old or so. Two and a half. Thank you for finding that out for me, Andrew. You're welcome, (laughs) Stephanie. (laughs) Full title, Stephanie Barnet, really, DJ extraordinaire. It's... uh, (laughs) Yeah. Not right, uh, Stephanie. No comment? nothing. Uh, have you ever seen Jeff Dunham? You'll know the Oh, reference. I have. Because um, 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 Peanut always takes the mickey yeah. saying he's Jeff with a silent F. It's yeah. Jeff Fuffer. Jeff Fuffer. <laughs> Therefore, it is Dunham. Steph Fuffer. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, should we get some news headlines? Yes. Of course. This is Shout Out News on Thursday the 23rd of March. Gay Newswire Pink News and the LGBT Plus newspaper The Sydney Star Observer both report on the case of a fake transphobic letter which was published by a local newspaper in the town of Launceston, which is in Tasmania. The writer of the outrageously transphobic letter, which falsely claimed that a trans person had provocatively undressed in front of children at a leisure centre, has not been identified. However, the editor of the newspaper has been removed from his job for not checking the veracity of the sources. Pink News notes Rose Bacalati, spokesperson for the Equality Tasmania group, said the impact of the letter on trans and gender diverse communities hasn't been acknowledged. The letter has caused a lot of hurt because it insinuated there is inherent danger with trans women using women's facilities and because it was fabricated. Tunisian activists are mourning the passing of women's rights and democracy campaigner Arlen Bellage, who has died at the age of 59. She was married to a Marxist revolutionary and she worked for the Tunisian Association of Democratic Women, which stood up to conservative religious forces in the country. Wikipedia notes that Bellage had led a march of thousands of women against President Ben Ali during the 2011 Tunisian Revolution. She was the 2012 winner of the Simone de Beauvoir Prize and placed 18th on Foreign Policy's 2012 list of global thinkers. The gay male religion of... 
Antinwa, a neo-pagan faith, has marked the 95th anniversary of the birth in 1928, a symbol of survival against incredible odds. Charlotte von Morsdorf was a German gender and sexual nonconformist who today would probably be considered to be broadly under the transgender banner. She used female pronouns throughout her life and somehow managed to evade both the Nazi dictatorship in Germany and the later East German communist authoritarians, who were propped up by the Russian state. Charlotte had a Pulitzer Prize-winning play made about her life, but she was a reluctant symbol of the liberation movements of the 1990s and eventually moved to Sweden to avoid homophobia and transphobia, living in seclusion until her passing on in 2002. Nevertheless, as Antinas blog notes, we honestly St. Charlotte von Morstorff for being someone who was not afraid to be openly trans in the face of totalitarian dictatorships and police states. Someone who survived the Nazis and the Stats- Stasi secret police wearing a dress, a strand of pearls and a handbag. Helen Scott, writing for the lesbian column in London scene magazine Gay London Life, is the latest writer to raise the necessity of protecting LGBTQIA plus spaces. She addresses in particular heterosexual women who understandably use the gay scene because they will not get harassed by the clientele there. However, she notes, think about it, you have the literal whole world to do as you please, and my point is not that you're not welcome, you absolutely are, but if you do decide to join us, it's time you did so thoughtfully and on good behaviour. If you're joining us with an openness to learn something, to soak up our culture and form allyship, to enjoy our space without taking away from it or to centre yourself in our world, we would love to have you. In European news, CSE Netherlands, the Dutch LGBTQIA Federation, has reported that the country's remaining unequal restrictions on gay and bisexual men from donating blood will be rescinded from January 2024. Astrid Osenberg for the COC Federation said, We are happy with this decision. Gay and bi men will no longer be discriminated against if they want to help someone else by donating blood. That is definitely a breakthrough, she said. Police in Banja Luka, a city in northwestern Bosnia-Herzegovina, have prohibited an LGBT pride event, citing what it said were security concerns. So reports Radio Free Europe, the pan-European dissident broadcaster, which beams free speech programming into countries where the media is controlled by the state. A member of the Pride Committee told Radio Free Europe's Balkan service that it was disappointed with the decision. The Balkan service also carried pictures of sour-faced fascist people carrying homophobic placards and noted that Eastern Europe has a particular issue with neo-Nazism, religious extremism and state-sponsored brutality against many groups. Ireland's Gay Community News, which marks 35 years since its first issue this very month, reports that the country's Bear Festival, celebrating larger gay and bi men, their friends and admirers, takes to the bars and clubs of Dublin from March 23rd. It's the first time that the event has taken place since before the Covid pandemic, so the organisers are planning a major weekend of celebratory events. One of the weekend's highlights takes place on Saturday night at the Button Factory, hosts the highly anticipated Mr Bear Ireland competition, sponsored by the George pub. With music from Deepesh Shop Boys and DJ Corky, contestants will bat it out for the honour of representing Dublin Bears and Ireland at events both at home and abroad. And for those who can't make it, GCN will be live streaming the show on Facebook. So to tune in, visit gcn.ie and follow the links. Up until the 26th of March, BFI Flair at the Southbank Centre in London will be celebrating LGBTQIA plus filmmaking. New works being showcased at the Springtime Festival
festival include Golden Delicious, in which an Asian-Canadian teenager grapples with his identity whilst he falls for the boy next door, and Who I'm Not, an intimate portrait of the lives of two intersex South Africans and the challenges they face navigating binary gender systems. For full listings and trailers for many of the films, visit whatson.bfi.org.uk. And thanks to the London gay magazine QX for bringing this great festival to our attention. A reminder that in the UK and Republic of Ireland, the clocks go forward overnight in the small hour of Sunday morning. If you're tuned to one of our partner stations at the time, such as Medway Pride Radio, Trans Radio UK or BCFM, they'll remind you when the time comes. And finally, as we said at the top of the show, Ramadan Mubarak to all LGBTQIA plus Muslims and their friends and allies as we are now in the month of Ramadan, which is a lunar month of fasting, contemplation and performing charitable works and considered the most holy month in the Islamic calendar. In recent years, there's been a growing visibility of LGBTQIA plus Muslims on pride marches and in community events. And today there are several groups working with people who are both LGBTQ plus and muslim hidayah being the largest network you can find them online at hidayahlgbt.com that's it for this week's news at the moment we're still unable to upload news to our website but why not keep in touch with one of the many lgbtqi plus news suites, podcasts and radio stations available just do an internet search and you'll get dozens of choices for shout out news this has been terry Starr and ezra peregrine <laughs> Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out podcast. Now, of course, you were all listening to the awards ceremony on Shout Out and um, Hero of the Year was ada hd and well deserved it was too um we happen to have them in the studio with us right now big big welcome back to shout out ada hd hello 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 <laughs> i'm happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> we're happy you're here how have things been for you over the last few weeks um well it's been a little bit hectic to be honest um just before uh the uh, uh i came to bristol for the awards ceremony um uh i was at the tate britain and there were protests outside and it became international news <laughs> um and then uh, i got a free cup of tea out of it which is awesome uh, I was on a train back and someone said, oh, aren't you that drag queen? And I went, maybe, I don't know, possibly, uh, probably, yeah. And they go, oh, well, I'll give you a free cup of tea. <laughs> so I got a free cup of tea out of it, which is really awesome. A um, VIP cup of tea for Ada HD. <laughs> uh, indeed. Um, so, yeah, uh, obviously, you know, to kind of, you know for those who don't know um i run drag queen story hour uk uh i write children's books and perform these children's books as a um theatrical showing known as drag queen story hour uh which is in fact coming to bristol uh, uh very soon i think it's on the it's on the 2nd of april we're at saint george's uh which is going to be exciting 
That is exciting. Is that a library or a school or, or what, what part of St George is that? So it is St George's, uh, the venue, St George's Bristol. Um, it is a, uh, as they call, a world-class music venue, uh, which uh, is in some ways it is an honour to be able to go to St George's and perform there. Um, uh, FYI, tickets are available on St George's website. <laughs> <laughs> right, before we get into your future and what's happening, let's get into your past. How did you get into Drag Story Hour? So Drag Queen Story Hour uh, and the, con to be fair, the concept of reading uh, a children's book as a drag artist really came from the United States, technically. Um, but the concept of how Drag Queen Story Hour um, is in the United Kingdom uh, is a little bit different um i wanted to create uh, a theatrical performance about it i wanted to create something which was uh, a show something that was more than just somebody reading a book um uh my the first time i ever read a children's book uh was actually in a library uh specifically bristol library uh which is fabulous um, at the time, uh, I was uh, living in Bath, working in Bristol. Um, I was doing uh, marketing and branding stuff with uh, uh, one of the, uh, a couple actually, of the LGBTQ venues um, in Bristol. Um, uh, I ended up reading stories uh, in a nursery in Soho, which made which gave me the little title of the first drag artist in Europe to read stories to children in a nursery, which is bonkers. Um, and then uh, before I knew it, I was kind of traveling to kind of read stories, um, but I had a problem and, and it's that I, I, I didn't feel like there were stories that were interactive enough or stories that were written that could be done and performed in this theatrical showing that I wanted to create. So I wrote my own. <laughs> and my first book, which was called uh, The Three Goats United, um, it's about uh, a brown, a black and a pink goat that try to cross the bridge, but they can't because a white wolf tries to intervene. Uh, he tries to bully the big brown goat, but is uh, too scared because he's a coward. Uh, so he then tries to bully this medium black goat who is a ninja goat. So, of course, why would you face it off with a ninja goat? Clearly. So, you know, he, he backed away from that, too. But then he tried to bully the small pink goat whilst he was on his own. Um, uh but then the other goats came along and they all three of them uh with their kind of individual moves uh uh united together and uh stood up in the face of evil uh, and the pink goat poos on the uh, uh on the wolf's head <laughs> i wasn't um, expecting that no no can we when you first started did you, did you, were you sort of protest free? Was there quite a, a large acceptance on, as the, the protest and anti-drag story hour and all the other right-wing vociferous comments and all that? Is that relatively new? So the first time I ever had anybody protest outside was 2022. Uh, I first read a story in 2017. Um, uh, ever since I've had that first protest, which was in Reading, 
we've had quite a few more to be honest uh when i did the uh the uk tour uh across multiple multiple different libraries and you know we reached over four to five thousand individual families and our social media drag queen store our uk social media went to over four million people the uk tour only one of them didn't have protests so you know it was uh, it was a out of a click of a finger that we had to start dealing with protests fortunately we also knew that these protests were going ahead we uh, ended up being able to get intel you know the police were involved of course so you know we we dealt with them we prepared for them and so far we've never really had a, an event that hasn't gone to plan so yeah if i'm honest it's not ideal but it's 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 definitely um going to plan <laughs> so when you've arrived at the the venues that you're you're reading your stories and there's protests happening outside or a protest what what is the impact that 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 has on you it's amazing that they still go ahead but is there an impact on you yes there is an impact it's an impact which they probably don't like the idea of uh, it makes me want to do more <laughs> um i don't think they have any chance <laughs> ever <laughs> to make me not want to keep going. Um, I've had death threats, people threatened to throw acid on my face, people wanting to shoot me, saying that I should uh, commit suicide. You know, I've had all of this on a regular basis. Yesterday, I had about 100 to 200 um, people saying stuff. Um, the day before that, I had people who are in political power uh, uh, talking about me and saying how I should be cancelled and that I am wholly... Um, uh, inappropriate <laughs> um you know i get it i get it from uh, uh you know uh, from ev uh, from all directions well nearly all directions i would say that i would say the left hand side don't tend to really attack me that often but uh <laughs> um yeah no it just makes me give me the drive to keep going to be honest i mean these people are the reason i do what i do when you came to the shout out awards you obviously were very emotional and i don't think you suspected at all that you would get hero of the year from those awards how did you feel about actually being recognized as someone very very special oh stop it ah oh, stop it very very special stop it um you know <clears throat> i i said at the awards that when i came out i moved out and when i moved out I came to Bristol, and that is true. Uh, I lived in a Tracer Beaker style place. Um, you know, the social services took me out, to be honest. Um, and I lived, you know, went to school. I got my A levels. Uh, I got I got a, a, a part time job working in an LGBT bar. Um, you know, Bristol was where I kind of came into myself. Uh, and as I said as well, you know, I was honoured, honoured to be kind of told that I am seen as a hero. But of course, some of the people that I met when I first came out in Bristol were there at the awards ceremony. And I, I just, you know, for those people, I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for the community that I had met when I'd came out and come to Bristol. Just across the road, uh, was one of the first venues I went to, uh, albeit it shut down, it was called The Retreat. Um, 
But uh, in the very venue I think we were in, it used to be an LGBT venue uh, as well. And again, that was one of the first venues I'd been to. So to kind of grow up, move away, and then kind of be brought back to be reminded about how maybe the impact that I've done through the past 10 years is, um, it's uh, it's the pat on the back I think I do need every now and again, because albeit I do not let the haters wear me down um but uh it is it's still nice to be reminded that mm. the kind of goal i'm uh, that i've the goal posts that i'm i've put out for myself maybe i'm hopefully scoring a couple of couple of shots every well, now and i again. think so there's a, a lot more positivity towards you than there is negativity on social media because i monitor it uh obviously being a journalist and for shout out um and it is more positive so You've got right on your side, Ada. Right on your side. Now I would say it's left on my side, to be honest, but maybe <laughs> Actually, I'm being a little yes, bit political. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the right seems to have gone so far right. There's almost bringing back is is fascism all over again, and um, that is a lot of where the hatred is coming from. You know, uh, like parties like the Republican Party in the states has gone even further right than it has been in the past. Um, since Trump, and you've got other faces that come to the fore, like Bolsonaro. You've got, <laughs> yeah, you've got um, Italy now with its first fascist government since Mussolini. So um, there's there's an awful these lot of people. Building. Yeah, these people are. If you can't tell by how I'm talking, I find so laughable. It's ridiculous. Um, some of these people, these hateful people in the world, you know, the Bolsonaro's of the world, but also the individual idiots who stand out with a little sign thinking they're doing something. I really hope they understand <clears throat> that we are we have digital footprints. They will be remembered in history as the hateful people of the world. Uh, there was no internet uh, during Hitler. And he was, he's got a massive digital footprint. Uh, so think about what it means to be recorded down in history whilst the internet does exist. Um, these people need to remember they will be down in history as yeah. the hateful people of the world. And I really hope uh, they, well, I hope in some way, to be honest, that they aren't remembered for that and that somehow they get to be remembered as the person who made the biggest U-turn in history and became the most remembered people for being some of the best allies by turning around and shouting actually i was wrong because one of the things that i say to kids when i go to schools when i do a talk in secondary school um i tend to say you know it's one thing to come out as lgbtq in school but it's another thing to come out and say do you know i have been a bit of an idiot i did maybe do some idiotic things to you last week in the playground. And actually, I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, and I think sometimes what we really need to see in the world are people who can admit their faults, because maybe if more people admitted they were wrong, we might make more progress towards the right. Indeed. Or the no. left in this case. <laughs> no. Ada, before we uh, run out of time, now, you're performing all over the UK, so uh, and you've uh, mentioned that you're actually um, back in Bristol, which you uh, see as your home city. Now, where else are you going to be performing for the rest of the year? 
Wow. Um, there is some pretty awesome and fabulous news which is coming out at the end of March, uh, which I unfortunately shall not be sharing as of yet. Uh, however, if you want to keep up to date with Drag Queen Story Hour and the different things that we are doing, uh, you can find out by signing up to the main list at www.dragqueenstoryhour.co.uk. And if you are in Bristol or nearby, you can can actually come and see for yourself and enjoy Drag Queen Story Hour at St George's Bristol on the 2nd of April. There were two showings. There are minimal tickets. So if you wanted to go and get them, you need to get them soon. I'm so glad to hear that you're so busy, so in demand. And uh, just reflecting on what you said earlier, that this isn't, you know, these protests aren't stopping you. They're spurring you on and uh, give, you know, giving you even more drive and ambition um, to do what it is that you're doing, which uh, is having such a positive impact and is so important, maybe more important now th than ever. And it also sounds like we're going to have to be speaking to you in March. <laughs> <laughs> well, later in March. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're in March. <laughs> We're in March. Yeah. Yeah. Late, later in March. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like everybody needs to get on your get on your website and have a look if they want to attend the the Bristol the Bristol venue where you are performing. Oh, I mean, for tickets for the Bristol venue for for St George's, you need to go to St George's website. Okay. Uh, I wish I had it up in front of me, but if you just type in St George's uh, Drag Queen Story Hour, you'll definitely find it on uh, any given search engine that you may google <clears throat> choose right i'm hoping that the news is as that um that ada is gonna be on cb biz cb or even do you know um there are is it bbc one that has the 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 good night with the dinky donks and linky nonks and the, <laughs> in the night garden that's it i was trying to think of that, in the that, night garden that, that took a turn so so <laughs> what we have is adhd giving bedtime stories to oh, the kids okay yeah let's, so let's see what you mean now. just yeah. before say so obviously you can't tell us that but that's my fingers are crossed to see you on the telly me too i know i don't think uh, me being on the telly what might be my biggest goal at the time being however i will say that it is definitely on a piece of paper on a list of things that um <laughs> i am planning whether or not that is what's being announced on the 1st of April uh, is a different question. Okay. <laughs> well, good luck with everything that you're going to be doing this year. Um, we're going to be be keeping an eye on you in all the right. Stalking, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that the word you were looking for? No, 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 no. Keeping an eye. Um, and uh, we'd love to to catch up with you again. I know that the listeners think a lot of you, as as do we at Shout Out. So, yes, good luck with everything that you're going to be doing. And uh, can't wait to, to see what's uh, in your future. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. Thank you, Ada HD. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. Sorry, guys. I'm just like getting really animated in, 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 in the studio. I can hear. My ears are ringing. Yeah, mine too. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got very, it's very great, excited. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. I think the original It's Raining Men, uh, the, 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 the Weather Girls, they were Sylvester's backing group, I believe, in the 70s. I think you might be right. I've read, yeah. yeah. So they worked with Sylvester and then they had that fantastic 
1982, 83. Well, that's a motivate mix for those of you who know your your mixes. And that's by West End, yeah. It's been tampered with, as Steph would say on one of our (laughs) programmes. That's been tampered with by the Freemasons. And I think, my God, it's a long time since I've been tampered with by a Freemason. (laughs) My my emotions are tampered with daily by Steph. (laughs) I refuse to say the word. Re- uh, what? Remix. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, What's no. wrong with the word remix? She oh, likes no, tampered no, no. with. It's oh. tampered with. <laughs> but you like them, They've though. Got that she do. loves a remix. I oh, love like it. No. <laughs> Too many. All the DJs use that. All the DJs. Is yeah. it high DJs. I've started DJs. a new trend. The T word. The T word? What's that? Tampered. 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 <laughs> Tampered. Whoa. Um, Sorry, I was just trying to understand what you said. There were three R's in that. Tampered. <laughs> this is wow. just an accent. You can tell Summer's kind of rolling around, yeah. can't you, by, the, by, yeah. by how, how enthusiastic we are. So. I bought yellow sunglasses this week yes. to help me with my, my computer work. Yeah. However, I've been wearing them. No, I mean, not wearing them right now, but I've been wearing them all over the shop because they make me feel like I am Is that in why summer? you said I looked jaundiced earlier? Thank you. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, they do help though. Like seasonal adjustment, I think, is a big thing, isn't it? People are becoming more and more aware of just how these dark oh, days gosh, impact. Us so all. nice though, going home and it's yeah, still I mean. daylight, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Although there um, are some people who have kind of like a reverse, yes, seasonal SAD, and they, they find the summer much more difficult. And the to cope hour with. really hard. So yeah. this hour now, some people get really stressed by yeah. losing their hour. Yeah. Just yeah. go to bed an hour early. I'm Difficult can it be? I know. Stand. Calm now, down come in on. the corner. Just because you're, you're, you're in bed by seven anyway, <laughs> what would you know? Well, what time do the archers finish? That's when I go to bed. We have to, we have to keep keep you up late well, to do shout-out. she has to get out. up an hour and a half later to wander around the house after having a wee. <laughs> Not right, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> no, I use a bag. No. <laughs> Gosh, what is yeah. happening, listeners? Oh, dear. I do apologise, listeners. Oh, I don't. Oh, anyway, yeah, clocks go forward this weekend, uh, so don't get caught up, because um, I can't believe people can get the whole through Sunday and not realise and then get oh, up an hour, an hour late it does for happen. work. Yeah, it does so, happen. But it, it does happen. Yeah. So. But, uh, and roll on summer. And prides. Oh, yes. So, UK Pride first down in Weston. Then the week after we're doing Bristol Pride. Bristol. Then um, a little bit later on in the year we're doing Gloucester Pride, hopefully. I hope so. so. Three Prides this year. Yeah. It feels so mm. different, doesn't it? And last year, last year, I was at the one, wasn't I? Last at the year. one I was at the, as in I as was at one, one not the one although Bristol oh. Pride is marvellous <laughs> anyway well, yes. uh, well Les figures out where she was uh, that, that's it for another yeah, well. show as always you can catch uh, all of our shows and many others are online all our shows are available on all good podcast services as well as our own website shoutoutradio.lgbt you have got. Uh, you don't have to race that, you know. Why? Because you have got enough jingle to talk. Because you've it. done a short script to end it, and you've got loads of time. Carry on, Mister. <laughs> Mister. It's because it's, it's past again? the bedtime, you know. What's so. your name again? Uh, anyway, <laughs> next, <laughs> next week we're doing trans comedy. So join us for that. From myself, Look from Terry, to. from Ez, and the lovely Steph of her. Say bye bye, everyone. Bye everyone. Bye bye then. Bye bye. Shout out. LGBT radio for you.